You know, I'm uh, I'm chilling. Uh, we're, we're recording a little late uh, this evening, uh, later than usual, but but it, it's fun. I just saw um, Shang Chi or Chang Chi. You're, anyway, you're a racist. Cancel. <laughs> it was uh, it was great. Um, I mean, uh, you know, some it was of the great, Marvel but it was kind of crappy. I, <laughs> it's you know, I, I don't know it. I, I know if I was younger, you know that feeling when you know if you were younger, you would have freaking loved it. Oh, yeah. I, I just I appreciated the the martial arts and like the everything. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It's like whenever you go back and talk, like you watch like all these old, like I, one of the, the biggest examples I think was like the first Transformers movie with like Megan Fox. I remember watching. Yeah, I still that. love that film. Oh, well, I, I mean, I like it for the nostalgia, but like when I go back and I yeah, watch it. Probably if I watched it now. Yeah, if you actually sit down and watch it, like I remember that was like when I was like seven. I remember seeing it on like my birthday or something like that. Math probably didn't yeah. but I know I saw it on my birthday, and I was like, "Wow, this is the best movie I've ever seen." And then <laughs> now I watch it, I'm like, "Wow, this movie is just explosions." But I mean, at the time, that's really all you need in life is Michael yeah. Bay. But uh, I mean, and at the time, you know, you're coming to age, and you're like, "Wow, Megan Fox." I don't know what it is about her, but this, she's just got that quality, baby. That's that's show business. That's Hollywood. <laughs> But Jordan, I mean, we, we, we've already broken now. We're, we're on the last leg of our journey here, going through yeah. reviewing the NBA divisions. And before we get to that, I want to, you know, take a little bit of a serious turn here. Uh, Jordan knows this, I uh, had to express this to him, uh, you know, for everyone listening, uh, wherever you stand on this line, uh, I hope you're all getting vaccinated. Uh, me personally, uh, had a quick run in. I almost thought maybe this was the time I was going to get hit with the vid. Uh, in fact, so much so, I shared a marijuana cigarette with somebody who had tested positive afterwards. For the record, no symptoms, not like I'm going around sharing drugs with people that are infected with diseases usually. Uh, well, you just admitted that you do. Well, occasionally. I mean, who doesn't? But when we I go, don't. you know, I, I went through it, you know, I was a lot of emotions and I was, you know what, like I was a little bit worried, but the vaccine did its job. I'm 100% fine. Kicked its ass. And as we segue yeah. to that, I hope that Andrew Wiggins, my hero, my <laughs> idol, and his Golden State Warriors learn from this lesson, and he appreciates the right that he has to have that vaccine. And that's right, everyone. We're talking about the Golden State Warriors, uh, quite the dynasty in recent memory. We're going to kick them off with our Pacific Division preview. We all know that's what you're here for. Uh, this offseason, they drafted Jonathan Kaminga, also known as the Cum Bucket. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Moses Mo- Moses Moses Moody with the 14th (laughs) overall pick. They also acquired Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Belizia. They brought back Duda Iguodala, Andre Iguodala, and Chris Chioza. Uh, They lost Eric Pascal to the Jazz. Uh, They acquired him through a trade. Uh, They also lost free agents Kent Bazemore and Kelly Oubre Jr. in the offseason Flegel. There's a lot of noise, a lot of hubbub surrounding these Warriors. I want to get your quick take right now, looking at their roster as is. What are you looking at right now? Well, man, I, I think it's all about these kind of 
role players and and how well they're gonna do. Like I, I've always liked Bielitsa. Yeah, you got it. Nemanja. I've always liked like Nemanja and uh, great Serbian guy. Um, another guy who plays. I, I've watched him a few times internationally, and I thought you know if he can take some of this this confidence, this skill to the NBA, um, he can really help somebody. He's a great shooter and at 6'10", three-point shooter, someone who in theory would play really well with this team. So we'll see if he does. Um, uh, and and, and the, the other role players they have, I mean, Andre Godala, bringing him back, you know, uh, I, I don't hate it. He is 37. He doesn't really make much of a difference um, yep. anymore. He's not the athlete he was. So he can't defend at the level he used to, but he's still a, a veteran guy and obviously understands how to play with Steph and with Draymond and the other guys on this team. So, um, I mean, that's that's the, the the thing I'm looking at. The thing everyone's looking at, obviously, is when is Clay Thompson going to come back mm-hmm. um, and and what's he going to be like when he does come back? Because him healthy with Steph a, and a Draymond who actually is um, – motivated to to play to his to his level uh, or to his, his role as well yeah, not going to be yeah. out there as a secondary guy he should be not he should be shooting three shots a game at most and they should be open layups yeah yeah exactly and and you know if, if, if he's th- those three guys alone forget what the rest of the roster looks like we know that's literally won a championship in the past um so so yeah i mean it, it, it's hard to say though because Clay isn't coming back anytime soon. And we don't know exactly where he's going to be at when he comes back. There's going to be an adjustment period. Um, And then, um, you know, it's, I think it's a really, it's a, it's the sexy thing this year to be high on the Warriors. So they're the dark horse contender, you know, they could win it all. And it's (laughs) like, yeah, they could, but they've also been in the dumps uh, the past few years. And, you know, people made a big deal about what, what they did last year, but the the truth is they, they weren't even, um, a high enough seat to make it into the playoffs. Like I'm not going to blame them for that, or and I'm not going to blame Steph um, because he was carrying a, a bunch of young guys who had no idea what they were doing. Plus Draymond, who uh, was a zero offensively, basically, and uh, snuck him in there. But uh, you know, still the roster hasn't changed all that much. So, um, you know, yeah, like I said, I th- I think it's just going to come down to the role players and the guys that picked up. Like is Otto Porter Jr. Or, junior going to give you anything uh is andrew wiggins going to take another step is wiseman going to do uh you know something for you this year and actually uh grow into his you know into his potential which is you know always been pretty immense um he's he's still uh so young but such a like gifted Mm -hmm. uh player with his size um and his kind of feel for the game but but also last year had had a lot of growing pains so you know this is one of the biggest um the the team for me with one of the biggest question marks uh surrounding it and uh might be a bit of a cop-out but my god i I, i'm not really sure where these guys are going to fall it just it depends on so many different things well i think that you pretty much covered the main three topics that i think we'll probably discuss uh for the warriors there uh and we'll touch upon all those in depth but uh, I mean, yeah, I, th- let's just go right into it as a as a whole. I also I'm kind of, you know, I, I, I believe they'll make the playoffs, but it'll be yeah. a play in kind of thing. You know, I kind of see them as an eight seed. Uh, you know, it's they I when you look at their roster, they're not contenders. 
Like, yes, they have no. Clay and Steph and Draymond and obviously the GOAT Wiggins. And, I mean, they got a lot of talent there and a lot of potential. But, again, even when you go back to these teams that they won, as we talked about just now, like, you know, the Clay, Draymond, and Steph that won in 2015, as controversial as that is now looking back retroactively, uh, I mean, maybe not controversially, but essentially, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what happens if Kyrie and Kevin Love are healthy is what I mean by that. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very – like, they, they – they, who knows? They could put this together and, you know, maybe because Steve Kerr's still running the same system. He's still got a lot of guys who fit that system well, uh, mm-hmm. but they don't have the talent level and the depth that they once had. So no. it's going to be interesting to see how they can put that together on the floor. Uh, they're going to still have to build some chemistry with some of these new guys because they are going to be coming in and they're going to be playing big minutes. Uh, Iguodala, as you said, he's definitely going to, he's already shown he's lost a bit of a step. He's still a solid defender. I mean, I don't, I don't think any team would be mad to have him on a cheap deal like they do. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, and, and he's also a great culture guy. I mean, he's been there for their dynasties. It's uh, it's going to be a big locker room presence and a boost, uh, you know, for especially those young guys that, you know, when they were kind of going through high school, early college years, they were watching the Warriors dynasty take over the league. And now they're in the same locker room. So it's going to be interesting to see how they can respond. But I, I, I've heard also the rumblings about the dark horse contenders. I don't see it. Um, I mean, you never know with Steph Curry on your team. Uh, yeah. You know, he can shoot your his way into a 50-point game and, you know, win a series. But uh, as we've kind of seen with Damian Lillard, there's only so much you can do when you're kind of riding on the back of one guy. Uh, yeah. This Warriors team maybe is a little bit more equipped than those Trailblazers teams. Uh, but I really do, you know, I don't want to get your take on some of these guys. I, I, I wrote down, you know, uh, it's going to really depend on some of these guys being able to take that next step. And that's being Wiseman and Jordan Poole being the biggest two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Wiseman, the number two overall pick, I was huge on this guy. I think they were kind of running a trend here that prospect big men that can run the floor, I will fall in love with in an instant. Uh, yeah. I love it. But I, I really do think Wiseman, even in the NBA and the limited appearances, he showed that he had, you know, a lot of potential. He had a good outside jump shot. Uh, and he, he's a big boy. I mean, he's almost seven foot. Uh, he's, yeah. he's got big, broad shoulders. He can jump out of the gym. I mean, if he can, you know, just get his head down, stay healthy and really put in the work, I think Wiseman's equipped. Poole's a little bit more older, uh, but then, I mean, compared to Wiseman, but he actually has been playing pretty well so far in the preseason as of recording this. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he could be a serviceable, uh, you know, sh- uh, backup to, uh, you know, Curry, or maybe, you know, maybe he'll end up finding his way into the starting lineup with Clay out for maybe, you know, uh, till the the first, like around Christmas, I think is what kind of what they've been quoting. Uh, yeah. But even then, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Kaminga and Moody as well as rookies that uh, both were taken on the lottery. So, a lot of yeah. young guys that are going to be working with this uh, veteran core. So it's kind of wondering, you know, are they going to be able to mesh? And I mean, out of those guys, is there anyone that sticks out to you that is like, you know, going to be a Jordan's cracking into one. He's getting wild with me, uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I, look at I, this. <laughs> cheers, buddy. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, now you're getting a little too wild, but I, 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 out of all those people, as you suck down that Buble, uh, who do you think is most primed, you know, take this team to the next level? Yeah, it's uh, it's a good question because they do have, yeah, the, the, those four guys that you mentioned, they've got kind of got a young now cohort of, of guys that they're going to try and develop and sort of push up the ranks to be, uh, you know, warrior system players. But I think even though uh, Wiseman, I think Wiseman's still kind of like a project that's going to slowly take time. Like I think um, 
they're not expecting too much from him this season, which I think is probably good for him um, in terms of how he's going to be successful. Like I think he just be, you know, the, the organization just be patient with him, develop him slowly because <clears throat> he, he wasn't one of those guys, frankly, last year where he sets foot on the court and you're like, wow, this guy, he knows what he's doing. Like he, he defensively and sort of just feel for the game, especially in uh, a system that's like the warrior system, let's be honest, is kind of more complicated than, than other systems, just the free flowing yeah. way it works um, and playing with Steph and, and Draymond. Once you have a hang of it, um, it looks easy, but like they're moving quickly and there's a lot of, sorry, you got to kind of have your head on a swivel. And uh, so that's going to be, that's going to take time um, for him. Uh, so, you know, if he can take a significant step this, this year, then, then, you know, that's, that's gonna sort of significantly raise the ceiling for this team. But I think Jordan Poole is the guy, uh, that we should be watching uh, and paying attention to, because I think his, the, the, the sort of size of his step from last year to this year will really determine, uh, how far the Warriors can go, um, because, you know, he, he's nowhere near close to the, the best player on this team. Um, he, he's down there to, you know, the fourth or fifth. Um, but with Clay out, um, he's a guy who can, who, who's got some size at the shooting guard um, position who can do a lot of things for you. He showed that he's an okay passer and he can be successful in, in the, the free-flowing system um, that the Warriors run. And, and he can really shoot the ball. And, and that's what you need next to Steph. We know that's how, how he works best. And, uh, and he's got a little, little, you know, pep in his step too. Like he can take the ball to the rim um, and he can, he can make plays. And, and so, you know, if you've got Steph out there doing his thing, running off of uh, Draymond screens, uh, if you can sort of raise the level of what Poole can do, sort of make defenses have to worry about the other players out on the perimeter, which will most, mostly, as long as Clay's out, more that guys, uh, well, we're talking about Poole right now, but Poole and Wiggins are going to be the guys next to Steph most often on the on the perimeter. And the the better they can play, uh, the the more uh, the, this team becomes much more interesting. Like mm-hmm. I think they can actually beat beat some people um, on any given night because when all the pressure's on Steph and when you can really load up on him, he's he's going to get his numbers. He's going to be Steph's going to Steph. He's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, but that's it's much easier to game plan for that when you know. When you know exactly what you know, pool like last year, pool showed flashes, but he still wasn't like you know a respected um, scorer in the grand scheme of things in the For league. Sure. Um, but uh, if he can, if he can, you know, hit his open shots and you know attack the basket uh, when, when he gets those opportunities, um, yeah, I, I think it's 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 he's the he's the young guy to keep an eye on this year for sure because that's that's right the whole that that they need to address with clay out that that shooting guard spot um and uh yeah so so we'll see what he can do because I, I really do think he's kind of the x factor um sure. honestly this year him and wiggins i would say how good that how well they play will determine how well this team does well and we'll get to wiggins soon trust me uh, i'm not gonna let that slide uh but uh you know you mentioned him there clay thompson one of the best shooters of all time possibly maybe even the second best shooter depending on your cup of tea behind Steph. uh yeah. but i mean uh he's pure as ice so i mean you're you'll never know you'll never know what he's going to come back and how he's going to play uh because again he could turn this team into you know uh, a, a bubble team or again i keep saying bubble but i mean you know maybe that's what we call the playoffs or oh, the, playoffs, bu- kind of, the bubble i didn't even the, clock the that, playoff yeah. bubble 
Uh, yeah, we're on the bubble of the playoffs. And that was the first time it happened. Anyways, uh, Clay Thompson, you know, he can really, he can change that though. He could put them from the eight seed to the, you know, even the four seed with his shooting. Yeah. Uh, again, the only thing is, you know, he's coming off two of the worst injuries you could get, uh, yeah. an ACL and an Achilles tear. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back. Luckily for him, the good news is that his game was never, you know, about him going and rising up and throwing down poster dunks and, you know, rising above the rim, anything like that. You know, he yeah. was always going to be a set shooter. The downside, the bad news of that, though, is he was always an underrated defender, like probably was behind Draymond, the best defender on their team. You could argue yeah. he was the best perimeter defender for sure. Yeah. Uh, he was playing with them, even with Iguodala there. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people look past that, especially in their championship runs, but if he, you know, doesn't have that balance and he doesn't have that, you know, first step quickness that, you know, he showed in those uh, earlier years, again, like when the, you know, we were talking about this before in an earlier podcast, you know, when they played and he did get that first injury game six NBA finals against the Raptors, he was going to yeah. win that game. If he didn't get yeah. hurt, Raptors probably go to seven and who knows what happens. I don't even want to know. Uh, we still win. I, I really hope. Uh, but he he was going absolute on fire. I mean, it was game six clay. The only way you were going to take him out of the game is on a stretcher. And I mean, he, <laughs> he took both those free throws even after the injury. So the guy's a dog. So, you know, when he comes back, he's going to be working his tail off. He's not going to be you know, taking any time off that he doesn't need. Uh, but yeah. again, it's just going to be how healthy can clay be. And uh, I mean, Jordan, like, can you, can you give me some insight on what you think, you know, how can clay impact this game if he potentially comes back and he's not, you know, quite the clay that we, we know and love. Well, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's it, he was never one to really use his athleticism because he is an athletic guy um, uh, at six, six, but you could, you could see his athleticism and sort of foot speed and strength on defense way more than you could see it on offense. Cause he was such a good shooter. Um, and, you know, he could, he could do a few things off the dribble, especially earlier on. Like he, he, he could dunk on, on, on someone every, every now and then, um, and he could take it to the rim and he was a good mid range shooter too. He's a good shooter from anywhere on the court. You know, he's a good free throw shooter. Um, you know, it's all the same mechanics. Um, but basically his role on offense more often than not was to, to, um, move without the ball, run off screens, do their little split actions that the warriors like to do and then, uh, hit catch and shoot threes. Um, but his, his, um, athleticism really showed on the defensive end because he was one of the, 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 he, he's one of the strongest guys, like sneakily strong guys, um, that I've, that I've watched, uh, in recent memory who could, uh, in terms of like a, what a perimeter player can do for you. Like he doesn't look like, like the big, he doesn't have huge arms. He doesn't look like the biggest guy, but you can see it even like on offense, the base of his shot, he's just got such a like strong, low center of gravity. But yeah. he's six six, so he's he's tall enough to defend uh, threes and pretty much any two in the league. Um, and he can slide his feet, and he's really like he you you can tell he wants to win, and he gives a hundred percent every single time he's on the floor. One of the best competitors we've seen too. And uh, so if if his injuries affect his defense, um, I think that's that's a bigger blow. I'm not really worried about them affecting his shot. I, I know he's always going to be a good shooter, mm -hmm. even if yeah. he's just going to stand in the corner. Um, but I think his perimeter defense is what's going to be, uh, just as important on this team. So if any, that's, that's what I'm worried about when, when he comes back and the adjustments, uh, you know, that this team is going to have to make with him back in the lineup, but not at a hundred percent is, um, the, the defense he used to give you like adjusting to not having that. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, it, I mean, knock on wood, he comes back and is a hundred percent like with modern medicine, you know, he, he has taken a significant amount of time off to, to heal those injuries. And yep. hopefully, um, you know, he, he, he could be way older. Like he's, 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 he could be younger too. He's 31 right now, but he, he could be 34. Um, and, and this conversation, you know, wouldn't, there, there wouldn't be as much hope um, saying, you know, he could come back at a hundred percent, but, but it's still possible. And let's hope he does. Um, but um, but yeah, it, like you were saying, his, his shooting is going to be be as deadly as it always has been. Um, and and you, you know, even if he comes back at eighty percent, the the Warriors will have that. But it's going to be adjusting to the defense. And uh, and again, that's why uh, Wiggins was such a pleasant surprise for them last year um, because uh, he, he was never a good defender uh, up to that point. But when he when he got traded. Um, and was kind of in a more, you know, professional, um, at least seemingly more professional than the fucking Timberwolves were uh, <laughs> system. He, he, he actually used his physical talents to play defense um, a little bit. And, and that's, that's what you need around Steph as well. Like uh, you need good perimeter defenders because he's not the strongest there um, and he can take care of the offense type of thing. So, so we'll see, man. Uh, I, but like I said, I, I hope Clay can come back at hundred percent because that, that guy's, uh, a killer and i love watching him play well before we move on you know i have to get it out uh or else i would just be kicking myself the rest of the day i mean wiggins man the season is going to be huge uh i think that it's almost uh, if, if clay does come back healthy i mean i i predicted it i guess a year too early uh but wiggins if you if anyone's you know a gambling man gambling woman whoever's listening i mean i i love to bet i love to you know throw down some money here and there i lose a lot more than i win lately uh but this is a winning bet. I guarantee it. Wiggins, 2022 NBA Finals, MVP. Oh. It's happening. Wiggins is going to clamp down on defense. He's going to average, I don't know, like 28-6-2, and two, let's say, with a steal at a half a game. And he's going to light it up, and then he's going to finally blossom into the star that he's always been in front of all of our eyes. It's going to be a beautiful story. Everyone's going to shed tears on the court. Uh, they'll probably induct him in the Hall of Fame that year. And, I, you know, I really hope that uh, this is the year that it happens. I trust you, Matt. How much should I put down on that, do you think? I don't know. Maybe like two grand, something light. We make sure. we, we make a lot of money off this podcast, if you guys didn't know. We're, we're pretty Yeah, much, well, we do. We're pretty much rock. I was going to say, that sounds pretty low, but. I was going to um, say. Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. whatever, right? I mean, you, it's nothing to us. It's nothing. No. I'm adjusting my monocle as I speak. <laughs> uh, Jordan's taking his top hat off so he can show us his luscious locks. Uh, but as we move on, uh, we're going to talk about a team that, uh, you know, they've been in contention for the last couple of years, but the window is slowly starting to close on the organization. We're talking about the LA Lippers, sorry, the LA Clippers. Uh, <laughs> they drafted Keon Johnson, Jason Preston, and Brandon Boston Jr. in the draft this year. They acquired, uh, apologies, they re-signed Nicholas Batum. They extended Kawhi Leonard. They brought back Reggie Jackson, and they acquired Reggie. Blah, 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 blah. They acquired Justice Winslow. They traded for Eric Bledsoe as well. That was almost a bit of a bar there between all the stutters. Uh, they lost Patrick Beverly. I think that's probably good for the culture. Uh, Rajon Rondo <laughs> and Daniel Aturo, who, fun fact, I really, really, and now it's a, such a good take because he's banned from the NBA. I wanted the Raptors <laughs> to take Daniel Aturo so badly. 
I wanted him so badly, and they took Jalen Harris, who's a freaking druggie, and now we're here. Uh, oh, my goodness. Anyways, the L.A. Clippers, Jordan, I mean, they, I, they make me so angry watching them play because they went so far in. Like, I don't I – it's hard to remember a team that's gone so all in other than the Clippers and had so little to show for it. Uh, like, like, I haven't yeah. really written down this. Like, is this a year that's all or nothing? I mean, they extended Kawhi, but he's injured. Who knows how he's going to be when he comes back or when he comes back. Uh, yeah. We don't know if this kind of Paul George can lead a team. I mean, it's possible. Uh, but yeah. there's tons of question marks around the health of the team, the depth of the roster, where guys have contracts. They have no picks, no future. It's They're really in a tough spot right now, man. Like, I, where, where do you think the Clippers have to go right now? Because I, I think they're backed against the wall. If it's not this year, it's never. Yeah, well, honestly, I, I feel a little bit differently about the Clippers than most people do. I think if they can steady the ship and Kawhi can come back towards the middle or end of the season, uh, I think this this specific roster is the best chance they've had of since these guys have got together. Really? Uh, because I, I, I think – like I like Harry Giles and I like uh, Nick Batum, which is crazy to say because he was so irrelevant uh, uh, in the, for the past few years when he was in Charlotte and he got a big contract and just uh, stopped trying. But I loved him when he was in Portland. Yeah. Um, and he's always been such a such a skilled guy and weird that he would you know pop on this team who uh, with with uh, like Paul George and and. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, who kind of play Batum's position, but I, I kind of like how the Clippers have just said, you know what, uh, I'm just, we're just going to throw uh, these really big, talented two-way wings out there, and we're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I mean, l- let's not forget they uh, were in the, uh, were they in the Western Conference Finals yep. last year? They, they were, yeah. Yep. So, so, and and with Kawhi there, they probably would have. Uh, had a good chance to beat the Suns um, it, it, had he been healthy in that series, sure. and then and then who knows what happens, um, and and so like I, I get it. I, I hate the Clippers. I, I don't like that I'm saying this. Um, they like, want to be the Raptors so bad. They do. They did, and they do, and and they're still they're still a joke, and I still love it when they fail. Um, but I just I can't help myself like. Reggie Jackson balled out in the playoffs last year. He was uh, like a, like a, I had never seen, I, I never would have saw that coming. And I've never seen that from him in any of his many NBA stops. Um, you know, he showed some potential in an OKC and people thought he was going to be good. And then Me. for years he's been, he's been very, uh, uh, pretty much a bench warmer, but uh, my God, he looked like one of the top 10 point guards in the league, if not top mm-hmm. five. Um, last year in, in those uh, few playoff series. Um, and, you know, Luke Kennard's still there. He can come in and be a shooter for you. Uh, Serge Ibaka getting up there in age, but if he can have one more, I think he has one more good healthy season in him and can really be the, the center that you want in this day and age, can still defend for you, but can spread the floor and hit shots. And then you got young guys like Terrence Mann, like they might not have uh, any draft picks going forward, but this, this year in particular, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of really like their roster. They still have Marcus Morris, uh, yeah. who, who's another big guy who can hit shots. And they've still got Zubach, who, who you can expect to 
um, or maybe not expect, but it's possible that he takes another, uh, you know, decent sized leap forward. He's still only 24, um, a seven footer with some skill um, who kind of can give you some versatility in what lineups you want to play. He didn't play as much in the playoffs, um, especially in the deeper rounds when, when the Clippers decided to go small, specifically against Utah. But uh, especially in the regular season, he's, he's a great center to have. And uh, they, they picked up Justice Winslow. We'll see how much he's going to play. Um, but I, I just feel like from the time they put this roster together, when uh, the year after Kawhi had basically uh, sort of declared himself the best player in the league after the championship run in, in 2019, uh, or, or, or in many people's eyes, the best player in the league, it was such an impressive run, uh, you know, going to the Clippers and everyone saying, you know, sort of crowning these guys as the prohibitive favorites to win the title. Yeah. I think slowly without without even me realizing it they kind of trimmed the fat of this roster and kept what's worked for them and and yeah honestly if Kawhi was healthy healthy this year I could see them coming out of the west now he's not and I have no idea when he's coming back and how much he's going to be load managed when he does and, and and how effective he's going to be but if he's able to sort of rejoin this team as they're going into the playoffs uh, I think they're they're really dangerous, and and um, I, I I don't know, man. That's how I feel. I mean, there's no question they're going to be a tough out. I don't think any yeah. team's going to get them out easy. I mean, we saw how resilient they can be, uh, even though you know they've got some inconsistency issues. But I mean, uh, first two rounds of the playoffs, they came back down 2-0. Uh, yeah, that's not easy to do one once, but I mean to do it twice against you know tough teams uh, in the Mavericks and the Jazz. Uh, yeah, I mean. They, they, they've shown they have these, these guys who have championship experience or finals experience at the most. I mean, uh, they've got a good veteran group. Like, I'm not 100% out on the Clippers, uh, but I definitely don't exactly see them, you know, making that finals run that, you know, maybe you, that you, you're feeling that you could see happen. Uh, and, you know, usually we see eye to eye on these things. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to the Clippers, you know, I, right now, like, I think they're kind of almost the middle of the pack in the West. And that's just because, you know, the West has always been so strong. And I feel there's a, lot, a couple of teams, even within this division, which we'll get to, uh, that are better than them. Uh, and, yeah. it, 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 and to be fair, the Pacific Division might be the best division in basketball. Um, yeah, I'd say for sure. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the thing is, you know, we talked about a lot of that supporting cast. Like, you have guys like Luke Kennard, you mentioned, that's roped into so much money. And that guy's a bum. Like that guy's pretty much a six foot five version of me on the court. Like, like just give me the money, but give me, give me $20,000. I'll do it. I don't even care. Uh, that, that's a great spend. I, that's not even legal. I'll put that under the table. I'll give them the money under the table to let me play. Uh, just give me some cool sweaters or something. But you know, as, as we go into that, like, and again, as you said, like uh, Abaka again, I love Abaka. He's a, he's great, uh, great player still, but again, even him with the, the age uh, catching up to him, father time, yeah. the injuries are piling up. Zubaz is uh, also, you know, had some uh, injuries, lower body as well. Uh, and Paul George, same thing. So with Kawhi out, it's almost like they're kind of going to be destined to having one of the hardest paths to the, to the finals, because I don't see them like, they're going to be right on the cusp, like maybe a four or five again. And they're going to be right there. Maybe not even getting home court advantage, which, you know, yeah. uh, it's, that is, yeah, that is going to make it tough. I agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we're going to have to look into that. And again, the, I think the big thing though, to talk about with the Clippers still, you know, it's looming over is when will Kawhi be back? How will he be when he returns? And, you know, is this going to be something that's going to really hurt them down the line? 
Because again, I, I really do believe though, when Kawhi comes back, if he is fully healthy, then it doesn't really matter where they fall. They will be able to compete with any team. Uh, but that being said, this is now the second major injury that Kawhi's dealt with. And we know that, you know, sometimes he has the tendency, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, because I actually do think it's a kind of a player empowerment to, you know, make sure that your body is being managed well, because at the end of the day, as much as it's a profession, you should never, you know, destroy your body for, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a monetary thing. Uh, as much as a lot of Dyer fans may disagree with me on that, I mean, get a grip, you're not in the NBA. <laughs> Um, but you know, when Kawhi comes back, you know, he will be hesitant, but, uh, if he can come back and be explosive, he can make those big time shots and, you know, Paul George can stay healthy enough. You know, that's one of the best one, two punches in the NBA, no matter what way you slice it. Uh, I think yeah. Paul George has really come into his own, especially in the playoffs. I think last year he proved it when Kawhi was out, you know, he had some great games that uh, even when Kawhi was, you know, just lagging behind a little bit when he was still in the, uh, in the games, uh, Paul George, yeah. you know, took that next step. I was starting to show signs because again, and I, I don't mean to make this excuse because I know Paul George made this excuse and I didn't like it when he did it either, but I'm just going to put it out there that we have to give Paul George some consideration and maybe some sympathy. I don't know if this is babying him. Maybe I'm soft. It's maybe it's my generation. You're soft. Tell me what you, what's wrong with soft. you. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, but what are you going to say? That injury that he had all those years ago, there could be even listeners here that are, you know, I'm not going to call them casuals, but I mean, that was a horrendous, horrifying injury he had in that team USA. What are you? What are you I would have just, I would, I would have just got up. Uh, that yeah, yeah you, yeah, I, you're right. I would have walked it off. Yeah, you would have probably done the, it off. You would have done that Shawn Michaels thing where he pops up, kip up, ah, flexes. Yeah, would have done some push-ups on the floor. I would have, yeah, <laughs> rolled over to my back, hopped up, no hands, walked it yeah. off. Paul George. Maybe. Maybe a backflip thrown in there if you really feel surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's fourth quarter. You might be tired. You don't have energy to do that. Yeah, and if you are unfamiliar, look up the injury. You tell me. Uh, you tell me you wouldn't have just walked that off, okay? <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with uh, yeah. serious injury, Paul George uh, at USA, I think it was Team USA training yeah. camp. Just, it was just a look practice. it up. It was a televised yeah. practice, like Team White versus Team Blue or something. And, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was horrible. But, you know, he's come back from that. And that was, again, almost 10 years ago, which makes me feel really, really old. Um, but I mean, it's, it's where we are and, uh, injuries, they, they add up, especially when yeah. you're an adult. I mean, you know, you get drunk one night and stub your toe and now for the rest of your life, uh, you know, when it's going to rain, uh, a week <laughs> in advance because your toes start tingling. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that the, you know, the Clippers, we've, we've gotten, a, 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 I think everything we need to get out on them, but you know, Jordan, yeah. how important do you feel Kawhi's health is going to be in this? And, you know, what do you expect on him coming back? I know this is kind of similar to what we were talking about clay, but it's a very similar situation. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, the, the, the main point I, I want to get across is that I hope to God he can come back and be uh, the same old Kawhi because as much as I still am a little ticked off with him for, for leaving Toronto, he's yeah. um, such a, like one of the best talents in, in the league, especially uh, on both ends of the floor. And um, he's, he's still shown that on any given night, he, he can look like the best player in the league and he can um, in, in, in the playoffs when it, when he wants to um, really impact winning in a, in a massive way. He can go down and get any shot he wants on offense and he can lock down pretty much any player. That's not a big guy uh, on defense. So uh, I, I hope he can come back at a hundred percent, but, um, like f for this team, um, he, 
yeah, he, he, he's, he, he's going to be the one to take them over the top. If they're going to go and actually get past the Western conference finals, make it to the finals and, and possibly, uh, you know, win a chip there, there in LA, it's going to be him. Um, so, you know, that, that's all there really is to say about that in terms of uh, the, the ceiling of the Clippers. There's no way they're getting um, anywhere anywhere deep in the playoffs without him. Um, now, uh, that doesn't mean they can't uh, sort of steady the ship and, and, and stay afloat with him gone because they have other really good guys that sort of play his position. Yeah. Um, you can just, you're going to need to play Batum a little bit more and you're going to have to put the primary scoring on Paul George. But those two guys are capable of, doing uh that sort of filling the, those roles um but uh what i would be more concerned about is when when Kawhi comes back sort of his confidence in his own self whether or not he's you know medically cleared or not we've seen him in the past sort of need need time off to to make sure he's uh you know mentally right and you know he yeah. really really takes his time to make sure he's okay. And then he needs rest. And then, you know, is he, is he properly in shape? You know, it's, it's, it's really hard to have Kawhi on your team because him and his camp really don't communicate that well. I, I don't think even with the organization they play for um, that's sort of the impression that we've got at every stop. Um, and uh, you know, ho- hopefully that doesn't contribute to, uh, locker room problems or anything like that or frustration down the line I, I i think that's that's one thing that that uh yeah will will also play a fa- play a role in this um and be a major factor is when he comes back is he gonna need to load manage um and and when is he gonna sort of after the even the the he's cleared to play when is he gonna get back to 100 percent? and uh that's an issue with with all players but even more so for him because he's just he's just finicky about that stuff uh yeah. Uh, you, you never really know what to expect, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if they're going to do anything big, if they're going to surprise anyone and, and win the whole thing or get to the finals, it, it's going to be another, uh, it's going to be on Kawhi's shoulders for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt on that. And I mean, as we move on, uh, we're not really uh, going far. We're staying inside the same uh, arena here. We're going to be talking with the Los Angeles Lakers who, uh, in the off season, they just took a step down to the, uh, I don't know. I think it's called uh, the Meadow Meadow Rapids uh, retirement home or something. I don't know, but they picked yeah. up a bunch of old guys. You may have heard of them 20 years ago. Uh, they added Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Kendrick Nunn, pretty young, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, pretty young, Talon Horton Tucker re-signed, and they also brought back Rajon Rondo. And of course, the big acquisition this offseason was trading for Russell Westbrook. Uh, they lost Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and KCP in the trade to get Westbrook from the Wizards. Uh, they also lost Alex the Bald, Eagle Caruso, Markeith Morris, Dennis Schroeder, Ben McElmore, and Andre Drummond in free agency. I mean, we were talking about trimming the fat. It kind of seems like, uh, I'm going to say aside from Caruso, uh, kind of looks like the Lakers did just that. Uh, you know, they picked up a lot yeah. of veteran guys. They picked up a lot of difference makers. They brought back Rondo and Dwight Howard, who were there for their 2020 NBA championship, the uh, the Mickey Mouse ring. You may, uh, you may know about <laughs> uh, But with all these ads and LeBron still, you know, as far as we know, I, I and again, like I made, I said before in our positional rankings episode, you know, I don't think LeBron is the best player on the planet anymore, but he's yeah. still LeBron fucking James. 
Yeah. And no matter what what world we live in, until I see LeBron t- actually take a step back, I'm not going to believe it's possible because the guy's yeah. been, I think this is year 18 now, uh, maybe yeah. year 19, I don't know, could be 25. Uh, <laughs> but the guy's a machine. He's never stopped. He's never looked like he's uh, he, he's going to be off, uh, except for yeah. maybe the, the, the 2011 finals against the Maps. Uh, I mean, that, that, that was definitely an off year. Uh, but other than that, I mean, with all the team, the, the team they've built together there uh, with the Lakers, I mean, I think they might just be the team to beat coming out of the West. Uh, I mean, legal, what are you looking at here? Yeah. I mean, I, I do like pretty much all of the moves they've made. I, I don't think the, the people they lost in free agency, like goodbye, uh, Andre Drummond, yeah. uh, much, much happier with, with him, not on my team. Well, the famous um, quote with Drummond is he can get you, a scout said, he can get you 30 and 20 in a game and do absolutely yeah. nothing to impact yeah. the game. And that's yeah. a perfect summary of what Andre Drummond is. Yeah, it's, it's true. I think Nick Nurse said something uh, along those lines the other night in, in a preseason game the Raptors and the Sixers played and, and Drummond had like 12 points, 14 boards or something. And Nick Nurse said, eh, we weren't really that worried about him. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, uh, like those guys aren't, they're, they're not going to hurt you, um, uh, being gone. So they didn't lose anyone. Um, yeah, that, that's significant. And, sure. uh, in, in terms of trimming the fat, like, I think they did that with the Russell Westbrook trade a little bit too. Like as much as I like Kuzma and even KCP and, and Harold, those three guys were just really not that dependable for them, um, mm-hmm. last year. And, and I, I think that sort of was, was a major factor in, uh, in sort of you know, GM LeBron uh, saying, you know, get these guys out of here. Give me one guy who I can count on a little bit more. Um, yeah. And uh, whether or not Westbrook was, was the right pick, uh, we can argue about that. And, and there's a, a lot of different opinions floating out and different ideas of how he's going to be used and yada, yada, yada. But he is, uh, he is a former MVP. Um, uh, we don't, we don't need to beat around the bush. Neither of us are really fa- fans uh, of Westbrook, uh, especially now at his advanced age and, uh, especially with his fit with LeBron. Um, so, so, but, but we'll, we'll get into that d- yeah. down the line, but, but basically, yeah, they didn't lose anyone that significant and everyone they added, uh, um, and we'll, you know, Aside from trades, we'll talk about the rest trade, but free agency wise, Rondo's a good pickup for them. He, he played well for them when he was with them in 2020. Yeah. And, and so did Dwight Howard as much again as I, as I hate him. Uh, he really finally, finally, after all these years, has settled into a role that actually suits what he can do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least he did on that 2020 Lakers team and hopefully he can get back to that. And then you've also got uh, DeAndre Jordan, who they picked up, which is another you know, center who, who you're not going to count on for, you're not going to run any, run any plays for them or anything like that. But they're, you know, if they're motivated, they're those two guys there that are going to get you boards and do a little rim protecting. And, and that's, that's all you need from those guys. Um, and you, they got Carmelo who I think can kind of get to like yet another point of, you know, reinvigoration. He was, he was so happy to be signed finally by the Blazers and, uh, you know, was was an important piece for them. For sure, he uh, just, value, I think. Yeah, for like sure. Here. And 
And, and I think he can do that again. He's going to be really motivated to, to play with LeBron, maybe motivated to play a little bit of defense here. We'll see. Um, and maybe make his first know, finals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would love that. that. That's why I said before, I think I said early, early on one of the earliest episodes, I'm, I'm rooting for the Lakers. I, I want these guys to, to, to win because I want Carmelo to get a, to get a ring. Um, and it would, it would be cool at this point, even though I'm kind of a LeBron, a lifetime LeBron hater to, to see him uh, take this team, uh, you know, to the finals at 36, that would be pretty cool. But, um, sure. and, uh, and, and, you know, I, I think there, there's some more kind of like, like under the radar uh, X factor picks here, or like players like, Oh, uh, Horton Tucker, he's going to be really important. Yada, yada, yada. I, I think the, the most ob- obvious pick is the real X factor, which is Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, I think sure. uh, like, like you said, even though LeBron can't really crown him the best player in the league uh, anymore necessarily, but you, you still are pretty confident that you know what he's going to give you. Mm. Um, but Anthony Davis uh, can either be injured and not playing well. He can be on the floor, but sort of disappear and float out there, which is really just doesn't make sense to me because he's one of the most talented guys in the league. Yeah. Um, or he can literally, uh, you know, dominate a game on defense and on offense and uh, if, if he's doing, you know, the latter, uh, th- this team can beat anyone. And, uh, you know, uh, the Nets, as we've said, uh, are the kind of prohibitive favorites to, to win the whole thing because of their offensive talent. But, mm-hmm. my God, if the, the Lakers are clicking on all cylinders, that's kind of uh, the, the, the Nets' biggest nightmare because they don't really have great interior defenders. And if you've got... Anthony Davis banging, banging down low and LeBron picking you apart. Uh, the, 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 the Lakers are, are, yeah, they can beat anyone and, well, and late, they can win the whole thing. A late signing that, uh, again, sorry to everybody that uh, is listening. The list that we have, uh, these, again, it's the best updated list I can find uh, for all the moves. Uh, another late addition they had is DeAndre Jordan. So maybe a uh, double agent there can kind yeah. of leak to them, you know, oh, KD's exactly. going to you know, roll over here and Kyrie's going to be at home because this game's in the Staples Center and that guy won't get <laughs> vaccinated. Uh, so I don't have to worry about him. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that you made a lot of good points there. Uh, I think there's a lot of X factors there. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis, again, I this is, uh, you know, just off the cuff, you know, I feel, and this has been, I've been a big Anthony Davis fan ever since he came into the league. And I actually bought in that maybe he'd end up going down as like an all-time great. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he'll end up having that stature because I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that's like one of the most forgotten NBA players of all time. Yeah. Uh, he'll be this guy with someone, you know, in 20 years, like our, our kids will be like, oh, dad, uh, this Anthony Davis guy in 2K44. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's so good. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But like nobody knows who he is. But like he'll, he'll end up having these crazy stats. He has a ring already. He probably yep. should have maybe won the finals MVP that year. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Like you could yeah. the argument to be made at least. Um, yeah. but I mean, and he, again, he's been up there in MVP voting even when he was in New Orleans when he was literally playing with nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean – it, it, it's going to come down to Anthony Davis. He's going to probably, again, I feel like everyone's kind of saying it like one, a one B, but when it comes down to it, LeBron has been very vocal saying, you know what? Like, yeah, Anthony Davis is our number one scorer, which he should be. He's in his prime. Why yeah. would LeBron at 36 try and, you know, win the game, especially in the regular season uh, when you got a guy like Anthony Davis. But as we move on to, you know, being uh, my, my Westbrook hating self, and I know you'll love uh, this, you know, uh, we're yeah. talking about, you know, taking pressure off LeBron. 
what's better than the regular season king, Russell Westbrook, who's only good in the regular season uh, because apparently he, um, See, this, he's, is, like, this is how I feel too. Yeah. yeah. Like he's going to be going 110%. And then when he flames out and can't do anything in the playoffs, they'll bench him and put somebody else in and then LeBron yeah. and AD can go to work. Uh, yeah. He rested up because Westbrook's going to be getting his 85th triple double in 82 games. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and, and the big thing, again, as we're talking about that, you know, uh, with Westbrook being added, with, uh, you know, even Melo now being added, I mean, he's still got a decent jump shot. But LeBron and AD, not really known as, you know, super dependable three-point shooters, uh, it's yeah. going to be uh, a team, and this is kind of something that I said right away, and it's been big online as well. You run a 2-3 zone against these guys, and they're done. Because they're not going to be able to shoot the ball from deep. And like, like I think we were talking about X-Factors, Malik Monk, might end up being a savior yep. for these guys. I could see him coming out of nowhere and being a, a like a Lakers legend because he's going to end up hitting five threes for them because he's going to be one of the only guys can shoot from deep because Westbrook yep. sure as hell isn't shooting from deep. LeBron yep. hasn't really been able to put a consistent jump shot together, and you got to need AD down on the block. So yep. there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of games where if they're coming from behind, they are going to struggle to get back into games. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. That, that is their biggest weakness, and that's kind of been a weakness of theirs ever since LeBron got there. Like, he, even that first year when the Lakers didn't make the playoffs for LeBron's first year, yep. uh, they, they, they loaded up. I mean, and it's been, it's been, like, pretty basic NBA knowledge for years now. If you want to win and you have LeBron James, you put shooters around him, and he's mm -hmm. going to spray it out to the corners um, and to the wings, and, and they're going to have wide-open threes uh, to, to knock down. But – that first year, Lance Stevenson and, and all these other guys who couldn't nope. shoot, shouldn't shoot a lick. Uh, and then they improved a little bit with KCP and other guys like that. But yeah, they're kind of right back, back down to this, this, uh, this place where 100% they're going to struggle shooting. And uh, in this day and age, that's hard because uh, other teams are, have really, really good shooters and are well-equipped to jump out to big leads uh but ju just with the three ball alone and and these guys are are gonna struggle they're gonna have to uh i don't know just kind of squeeze production out of you know carmelo when he's on the floor he's gonna have to hit threes you're absolutely right about monk uh because he is a capable three-point shooter um and and uh, th that's why i do think Taylor horton tucker if he's going to be on the floor it's going to be because he can he can hit shots uh because he's going to be he's out there with, with Davis and LeBron, he, he's going to be open in the corners um, and around the three-point line. He's going to have to hit him. Yeah. Um, and and that's why, like, a guy like Wayne Ellington could see more playing time than you you might think he he deserves because he can actually hit shots. Um, and so and, and it's, it is it is going to be hard. Like, you, you're going to have – since Anthony Davis doesn't like really playing center and he's got to be kind of forced into it, uh, even though that's the, the best uh, position for him on this team. Uh, you're going to have what either Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan out there with Davis and LeBron and then uh, Westbrook a lot of the time. Uh, yeah. And none of those guys are going to hit, hit shots for you. Um, so you're going to have to, yeah, like we we're saying, put in your best shooting guard uh, who can hit, hit a three, uh, whether you decide that's Monk or, or um, Ellington or, or whomever it may be, but it's going to be really clogged for those other guys. I mean, Westbrook likes to attack the paint, but you're going to have, a center sitting there you're gonna have anthony davis right there you're gonna have uh you know lebron standing there and if you've got the ball in lebron's hand uh westbrook is notorious notoriously bad as a a guy uh 
who when he doesn't have the ball, he just kind of stands around. Um, can't do anything. No, he can't do anything off the ball because he can't catch and shoot. He's not even even though he's an athletic guy, he's got no interest in you know cutting or moving without the ball really. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, like uh, it it is gonna. I, I think Westbrook, like you were saying, I I immediately hated hated the pickup when they first got him, but then I thought a little bit more about it, and it's like this is more of a regular season investment just let wind the guy up and just let him go and lebron doesn't have to worry about you know uh you know even he, he can take some games off and westbrook will win you a few games just by himself doesn't really matter who's around him he's, sure. he's just such an energizer bunny um and so i'm not really worried about them in the regular season provided they can stay healthy uh but in the playoffs i i do think their offense is going to go through periods where it looks kind of sluggish yeah. but uh at the end of the day, uh, LeBron James is is the the antidote to all that. It's it's uh, he he just knows exactly what to do in every situation and make the best out of his all of his you know the other four guys that are on the floor. Even if you don't have particularly good particularly good shooters, uh, LeBron makes everyone better. So you know can't can't fault the Lakers for sort of constructing that team and counting on LeBron to do that. That's going to be his job. Um, so, so yeah, like you said, right off the bat, I, I think these guys are probably the team to beat out at West, but it's, uh, you know, it's not going to be, they're, they're not as clear cut of a favorite as I would say the Nets are, sure. uh, out East. I, I think they are going to have some problems and, and, you know, depending on the matchup in the West, uh, you know, it's not going to be a cakewalk for them, but, but I definitely think they're the team to beat for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean. Only time will tell. We'll see if uh, LeBrick James and uh, the Washed Kings round table <laughs> merry old gentlemen can get the job done. Uh, but Jordan and I, we're going to take a trip down now to Arizona with the Phoenix Suns, uh, who re-signed Cameron oh, the Payne. Desert. Oh, yeah, right in the desert. They re-signed Cameron Payne, Chris Paul. Uh, they acquired JaVale Muggie. Uh, Abdel Nadar resigned. Uh, resigned. Resigned. Uh, they also uh, brought he in Alfred. Yeah, they were, he resigned, but then came right back into office. Uh, they also brought in Alfred Payton from the Knicks. They traded to acquire Landry Shamit uh, in exchange for Javon Carter. And they also let Tory Craig walk back to Denver Nuggets. Uh, so, I mean, the Suns are coming off uh, a very tough uh, finals loss. They were up 2-0. Everybody was crowning them the champions. And this guy named Giannis came in and squashed all their hopes and dreams. Uh, yeah. So when we look at them, can the Suns run it back is the big question. You know, they're bringing, they, they, and essentially I think they bought into the fact that they can, because when you look at their roster, they are doing exactly that. They are running it back. All those key guys are there. The young guys are going to be there. Uh, I mean, Devin Booker, I can only imagine is going to be getting better. Uh, Jay Crowder is still going to be his pesky old self. I feel like a guy like Cam Johnson is going to be huge coming forward. I mean, I was so out on him going into the draft when they drafted and they took a reach to get him. I was like, Oh, what a bust. Like that's going to come back to bite them in the ass. And it yeah. turns out this kid can ball. He's going to be yeah. a, a great NBA player, I think for a long time. Um, so, that, you know, and then and even bringing back Cameron Payne, I mean, campaigns, uh, you know, he proved himself uh, with Phoenix, uh, maybe finally living up to that lottery pick that, uh, you know, he was selected with way back in OKC when he was only known as Westbrook's dance partner. Uh, so I mean, uh, I personally believe, I think that they've got a chance that they could compete in the West again this year, and maybe they have a chance to run it back and go, uh, dance again in the finals. 
for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love the Suns. I love them last year. I was one of those uh, aforementioned people who crowned, crowned them after two games. I was already thinking yeah. to myself, Oh, finally, my favorite player, Chris Paul, will get his <laughs> ring. What am I going to do to celebrate? And then, uh, and then we don't need to get into what happened next, but um, like, I definitely think these guys have improved, but very marginally and you're gonna you're going to obviously count on steps forward from all of their young guys but i i wish they had made a little bit of a bigger splash in free agency or made some sort of a trade um and i would feel a little bit better about them you know possibly getting back to the conference finals or the finals but chris paul is another year older uh i think the west and honestly, it seems just the league in general um, is going to be better next year and not going to be dealing with like uh, all these different COVID concerns. I mean, you got to keep that in mind too. Last year, like it, it was, it was, even though it wasn't the bubble season, it was a weird season. It was another very strange shortened season where people were out, uh, you know, with COVID and teams went through long periods of uh, just, you know, weird lineup, uh, you know, things to deal with and what have you. And the Suns uh, were able to escape all that. Like they were one of the lucky ones. Like another, another example was the jazz, especially in the regular season, they yep. just didn't have to deal with the uh, players missing and unavailable for, for whatever reason. Um, and were able to get the best record in the, in the West. So uh, I, I do think there was an element of luck last year to their finals run. And uh, I'm just a little worried for them that, it's 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 going to be really hard uh, th- this year to compete uh, with the yeah. other teams that have really loaded up. Uh, that being said, uh, I love what DeAndre Ayton showed last year, and I, I I really think he's got still a lot of room to grow. I think when by the time he's you know in in three four years, um, if he can stay healthy and stay out of trouble and keep improving, like he can be in that tier of center where like, you know, he's, he's one step down from like the top superstar centers, like the Jokic's and beads. I don't think he can be there, but he can be like a really, really solid guy that anyone would want on their team and can be a championship guy, kind of do everything for you, defend a little bit, uh, set good screens um, and, and, you know, roll hard, roll hard to the rim. And, you know, he's developing a little bit of a post game and, I, I really love what I've seen. He's, he's really coming into to his, his own and he had so much potential out of Arizona and uh, yeah, a little bit of a rocky start to, to the beginning of his career, but yeah, 100% justified um, as like a top pick there last year in the playoffs. And then, you know, their young wings uh, bridges and, and cam Johnson uh, and other guys who just kind of came out of nowhere last year, you, you, who really exceeded people's expectations. And I think they're, the perfect, um, yeah. perfect wing guys to put alongside Devin Booker because they're so long and great on defense and really gritty and can hit open shots. And uh, I just love that construction of, you know, the classic center um, who can be kind of the Swiss Army knife on the floor, like do do a little bit of everything. The Devin Booker guy or Devin Booker uh, archetype of player who can score from every level on the court, one of the hardest guys to defend and uh you know can consistently drop 25 or more on you and even in the playoffs um and then and then yeah these kind of like long uh long 
defensive minded wings who can shoot. And yeah. then, and then Chris Paul, like the savvy old, old veteran. I, I just love the way they put, put this team together. Uh, who, who would have thought Phoenix, who would have thought, uh, you know, the, the Suns would, would turn, turn their franchise around so quickly after uh, such an irrelevant past 10 years, basically since, since Steve Nash uh, got out of town. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, like I, I think McGee is a good signing for them. 100% uh, another athletic guy who can back up Aiton and kind of take the pressure off of him. And uh, I, I like that they have both Kane or sorry, Kane, Cameron Payne and Alfred Payton now, because you yeah. want, you want them to soak up the meaningless minutes. So Chris Paul can really just kind of save himself for the playoffs. And um and I, yeah, like no, nothing's changed from last year. So, you know, I like the construction back, back then. I like it now. It's just, it, it, I am a little worried of kind of like a, you've got to, you've got to run a bit, a little bit faster to stay in the same place sort of thing in the West. Like there's always team building going on. There's always teams reloading out there. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm a little worried about the Suns, to be honest with you. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I think you touched upon a lot of those points there. Uh, I mean, with the Suns, you've got, you know, Chris Paul getting older. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest things because he did carry them at times, you know, whether, uh, you know, some people may not notice it, but, you know, the way that he orchestrates the offense, uh, even yeah. if it's not him doing the scoring or even do a, the one that gets accredited for the assist, he's the one that yeah. sets up those plays and he's the one that gets everyone in those positions. So, uh, I mean, again, it's kind of similar to LeBron, but not in the same sense because we have seen Chris Paul hit these roadblocks along the way and slow down. I mean, they had some yeah. years in Houston, but the big portion of those, uh, you know, those setbacks were due to him not being happy with the situation. And yeah. as far as you can tell from his camp, I mean, it seems that he's ecstatic to be in, uh, you know, Phoenix. He loves the yeah. team. He likes the city. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, we shouldn't even be worried about it right now. Uh, I mean, there definitely could be concerns to be there. They're warranted. Uh, but, you know, again, it's one of those things. Until we see Chris Paul take the step back, I think it's yeah. all speculation, uh, yeah. which it, it really is. Uh, I, I, as we said, you know, Devin Booker is only going to be getting better. He's a young pup. I mean, he's going to be, uh, you know, banging down shots. He's a motivated guy. Uh, one of those disciples of Kobe that uh, yeah. you know, he worked with that uh, now have just been balling out, uh, you know, in, in his memory. And again, DeAndre Eaton, you know, uh, everybody uh, talking like they got something to say. They move in the lips, but nothing comes out because uh, they <laughs> seems like they forgot about Dre, Andre, DeAndre, DeAndre Eaton. Yeah, uh, and you know he's uh, he he's a beast in the paint. He proved it. I mean, uh, I, I'm trying to remember what the record was. He broke. He already tied it with Tim Duncan, youngest player to yeah, get yeah. 20 rebounds in the NBA Finals. Uh, I mean, the guy's proven that, you know, he, he gets overshadowed because it was the same draft as Trey Young and Luca. But, I mean, yeah. the fact that, you know, he was the number one pick, he was the number one pick for a reason, right? Uh, you know, it, it, you can't teach that kind of speed. And he's actually got, uh, you know, great hands and great touch for a seven-footer around the rim. Uh, I mean, the team's still built to succeed, even without Chris Paul potentially down the line, if they can keep this course. Yes. Uh, Dario Saric, I think, uh, you know, again, that was a huge loss for them to have uh, yeah. finals. He could have really, really made a difference, especially with, you know, Giannis and Bobby Portis beating them up down low because DeAndre Eaton yeah. still kind of putting together the, the defensive uh, skill set that he needs. Because, again, once yeah. he you know, really figures it out, he's going to be a problem because he is a big, big body down low. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, it, it's again, kind of like the Lakers. It's a lot of speculation right now. We're just going to have to see how these big guys uh, on their team are going to be responding uh, and how they're going to be able to put everything together. But uh, as of right now, you know, I still think of them as a total legitimate contenders. Uh, like I could see them finishing in the top three of the West and going on another Cinderella story, kind of the running through uh, the West. Uh, Cause again, last year, they pretty much went all the way through unchallenged. Uh, yeah. They took the Lakers in six. And even in those games, it was pretty clear that the Suns were better than the Lakers, especially without AD. Uh, maybe AD plays that series. It's a totally different story. Uh, yeah. They, they ran a muck through the nuggets uh, yes, week there, uh, which was insane. Uh, again, who knows? Maybe Jamal Murray's there. It makes a difference. But uh, when you get swept like that, one player is probably not going to be doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and again, even with the Clippers, uh, I mean, the Clippers fought back, they gave them a bit of a scare. And again, Kawhi was hurt. Uh, yeah. So we were seeing a bit of consistency here. Cause even then the finals, the games they won, Giannis wasn't hundred percent either. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, you could call it a fluke, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see with the Suns. Uh, but, you know, as uh, we kind of try to wrap up this, uh, this last edition of uh, the, for the Pacific division, we have the Sacramento Kings. Uh, you know, we saved the best for last, always, always save the best for last. Uh, the Kings oh, drafted... I'm excited about these guys. <laughs> uh, the Kings drafted Davion Mitchell, uh, Nemius Queta, one of the first names I've had to deal with in the last little while. Uh, Mo Harkless was re-signed. They also got Alex Len and re re-signed Rishon Holmes and former Raptor Terrence Davis. Uh, they traded to acquire Tristan Thompson from the Celtics, uh, and they traded away DeLon Wright and let Hassan Whiteside walk in free agency. Uh, I'm just going to go on my rant right away. We're on the last team. Oh, yeah. We got a rant. Yeah. You know, I forgot oh, about the rant. Oh, Let's uh, give it to me. We, we, we've been heavy on time today, but I mean, if everyone's down for a longer episode, I'm always down for a longer episode. Uh, but Davian Mitchell, I swear to God, I will freak out if you wear 45. I will freak out. I will freak out unless you change your name legally. I will freak out. Because when he was in college playing for Baylor, you know, everyone, oh, Davian Mitchell, that's so funny. Ha, ha. And it's like, no, guys, like this guy's going to be in the NBA and it's going to be confusing as all fuck. When him and Donovan Mitchell, oh, are they related? Blah, blah, blah. Donovan Mitchell, Davian Mitchell, both wear 45. That should not happen. <laughs> like, you should be named, like, you could be Davion, Davion Markson or something, or uh, Daniel Mitchell. I don't know. Something not so close. Like, it's the same name. Or change, either, change, either change, 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 yeah, change the name or change the number. Yeah. The, okay. the, the number is an easier thing, Davian. Please, I'm begging you. Don't. Don't make me get confused. Don't make me deal with this for the next like 10 years. Cause again, it's going to happen. If he plays good, then people are going to, Oh, oh that's Davey. Oh, sorry. I mean, Donovan Mitchell. And I'm going to be the one that fucks that up. I'm going to be Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins is uh, going to, yeah, he's going to have a hard time. So. He's going to have a stroke on air. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, as we move on from that, we're talking with Davey and Mitchell. I mean, this, the Kings are really loaded on guards. Cause again, Davey and Mitchell, uh, as much as yeah. I, you know, I was making a joke there. He is a stellar player, uh, a fantastic perimeter defender. Uh, the Kings got a good one there. Uh, but, you know, they already have Tyrese Halliburton, who they drafted last year, and they have De'Aaron Fox, who signed to that big deal. Uh, yeah. It's a bit of a, again, as we kind of called it before, it's a bit of a log jam at the guards there. And uh, there's only so much minutes to go around. There's only uh, so many touches to go around. Uh, I just, 
and again, this is kind of how it's been for years with the Kings. Like, what are they doing? Are they tanking? <laughs> are they trying to compete? Like, what are the Kings? What's their end goal? I don't know. I have, I seriously don't know. Guys, I don't know. They need to sell the team. They need to burn it to the ground. Maybe the maybe it's the Kings. Whatever the the hell their arena called is on like a uh, an indigenous burial ground, and they're they're cursed. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. I, I seriously don't understand what is going on with the Kings. Yeah, I, they should move to Seattle or something. I don't know. Vancouver. Uh, it doesn't uh, work. I just don't get it. Like, every year they draft these guys that have so much talent, and then they just waste them. They go on to somewhere else. And they, well, or they I, yeah. close runs to make the playoffs. And that's the thing. It's not even like they're competing for a title. They're literally the best year. They're competing for the eighth seed, and they can't even do that with a prime to Marcus Cousins. Like get the fuck out of here, oh Jordan. It yeah, yeah. For yeah, I need to I need to make it known. Like De- Demarcus Cousins back uh, when he was on on the Kings, I bet Matt fifty bucks Kings would make the playoffs, and uh, and they didn't. And you know, it started a I'm long st- running uh, tradition of Jordan owing me fifty dollars. By the way, which uh, we'll we'll get, into. We'll get yeah. into it later. That's uh, not not exactly true, but. Um, but I, I'm still mad about it. I and I, I it was it, oh yes, and I know the year because it was 2016 because it was the All Star game in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, Kobe's last season, and I got to look Demarcus Cousins in the eye exactly halfway through that season <laughs> and say, uh, "I bet my friend fifty dollars you'd make the playoffs. Please don't disappoint me, uh, Boogie." And uh, he kind of laughed it off, and I should have known right then. He's not taking this seriously. So fuck yeah. you, fuck you, Boogie, and fuck you, Matt. <laughs> um, there's my mini rant, but. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Like, what are we, we going to say about the, the, the Kings? I mean, yeah. to be fair to the city, when they had a good team back in the early 2000s, you know, great well, atmosphere, great finishes ever. Yes. Yes. And they had those great teams. I love those teams with, with, with Vlade and Doug Christie and Mike yeah. Bibby and Peja and Chris Weber, all those guys. Great, great team, great memory. Uh, so, you know, get your shit together and, and then we'll talk. But, this has just been ridiculous for since then, basically since then, there has mm-hmm. not been one single exciting iteration of, of Sacramento Kings basketball. Um, so yeah, like Marvin Bagley, I do not like, I think they need to trade him because I think he can be okay if he's not sort of um, expected to be anything more than just uh, uh a role player or slightly above that on another team. I think he can be useful, but not in, in the role he's playing right now, which is, uh, you know, people uh, had the audacity to say that DeAndre Fox or De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley were the next uh, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant uh, yep. a few years back. Um, what a disgrace. Uh, so I, I think they need to trade Bagley. He's been in, t- he's been linked to talks for a couple of years now. Um, and I, I think they just need to cut the cord there. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, I have always liked, I think he's a stud. I think he's really good. And I think yeah. he's only going to get better. Um, and it, you know, you, you saw some great things from Halliburton. He was a high draft pick for you. So keep both of those guys trying to figure out a way for them to play together, I guess, um, that, you know, that's the plan, but then you just dra- drafted Davion Mitchell. So it's a little confusing, uh, you know, what, what, what your plan is there, you know, whenever you draft guys, uh, who play the same position and, and or or sort of have similar skill sets yeah even if your plan is like we said we were talking about in cleveland with uh, sex land even if your plan is to play them together and see who you like better that still wastes 
it's kind of like wasting time. You're just you know, yeah. spending spending time figuring things out, and you know your team's not going to be that good. Um, and then the rest of their roster is just is horrible. Uh, I mean, Harrison Barnes. Uh, I I respect for Harrison Barnes. He's he's a good vet, um, and he was good earlier in his career, but not doing any anything for you right now. On a huge um, deal too. Yeah, yeah, way more than 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 what I would have paid him. Uh, Mo, you got, got guys like Mo Harkless and oh my God, Alex Len, please no. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, Tristan Thompson's there now. Great, that's really gonna that's yeah, gonna help. He, he that's prefers gonna help. Tristan Kardashian. Oh, you're right. Sorry, my 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 apologies. Um, Chris Kardashian, uh, <laughs> the formerly known as Chris Humphries. Yes, um, and um, you know, I I like I like Rashawn Holmes and Buddy Heald. Um, again, I, every time I see a good player on the Kings, I just wish they'd be somewhere else, um, to be honest with you. And Buddy Heald, another guy who's been linked to trade talks again, because like we're talking about, they've got all these guards, um, and you know, who are they going to pay and who are they going to play? Um, that's the decisions they got to make. Um, but, um, yeah, I, 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 like, I don't know where or when or to who, but trades need to happen uh, if I'm going to spend any mental energy looking at, at the Kings this year. They, they got to make some trades. Well, and uh, to, to touch upon, because again, they're not going to be making the playoffs this year. I can say that for a fact. If they no. do, if they do, I don't know. I'll, uh, what, what do you think is a good enough thing? Like maybe I should like, uh, I should do like a full, like two minute rap about like the Kings being uh, the best team in the league or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe. Yeah, no, that exactly. That sounds good. Yeah. Two minutes uh, if well, they make well, the playoffs. Yeah, Wait, we'll the playoffs or the play-in? Make the playoffs. Make so, the playoffs. Not the play-in, the playoffs. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Maybe it'll only do like a 30. If, so, if they make, yeah, they make the play-in. Yeah, I'll one do minute. a hook. I'll do a hook or something. All right. Uh, but anyways, uh, one of the things, you know, uh, that's it's out there. It's a fact. And uh, this I know is for the NBA in particular. I'm pretty sure it's all like the North American major four sports. But the Sacramento Kings, 14 years it's been since they last made the playoffs. Longest drought in the NBA, and I believe longest drought in North American sports right now. Active. That's uh, That's embarrassing. Uh, if you're, it used to be the Timberwolves for a long time. Uh, I think they were around 15 or 16 years, but that's embarrassing in modern sports because you know yeah. teams can eventually just win their way on flukes and get in on the eight seed. Especially now, if they can't make the NBA playoffs with the play-in tournament, then that's a sh- that's just shameful. Yeah. Um, and you know, you brought up Buddy Heald. I mean, sooner or later, the Sooners getting traded again. Because uh, Buddy Heald has done, you know, diddly squad in his NBA career. He was in the NBA three-point contest. It's probably his crown achievement at this point. Um, I, I know that the Kings were huge on him, and they gave up. Uh, you know that he was. That was the deal. Was the the Demarcus Cousins deal, right? Was to get Buddy Heald uh, from the Pelicans. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that that's crazy to think about how that deal ended up going down. How that all ended up uh, shaking out. I mean, no one really wanted yeah. that. Uh, but again, then you have a guy like Marvin Bagley, who's on a uh, contract year, who's shown again, diddly squat. He was the number yeah. two overall pick in the DeAndre and Trey Young and Luka Doncic draft. Yeah. And I believe Jaron Jackson Jr. may have been number four in that draft. Uh, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. is it. Again, when we're talking about the Kings being an embarrassing disgrace of a franchise, that is a oh, they're horrible game. at drafting. They're horrible at dra- like the Darren yeah. Darren Fox is great. Other than that, oh. it's it, it's oh. I, again. I, I don't have anything. I'm sorry if there's a Kings fan listening right now. If you're sitting in Sacramento doing whatever you do, I'm assuming smoking reefer with all the other sinners in California. 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I just don't know what, what they even do. Like, what do, what do the Kings have to do at this point? Because they're not building a contender. They're not even building a playoff team. They're not really filling seats in their stadium. I, I And they're not full-out tanking either. Yeah. Like, you got to go all in one way or the other. And that's where, you know, you get some of these teams that get stuck. Again, me and Jordan are Raptors fans. We went through this. That was the Raptors yeah. for the longest time. They were the 12th seed or 11th seed. Yes. So still bought it. Yeah, they used to be the joke. Oh, uh, you know, what are the Raptors and the Titanic have in common? Oh, they're at the bottom of the Atlantic. Ha ha! So funny. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard in my life. But that's what it's like with the, uh, I mean, what's a famous uh, ship that sank in the Pacific? Maybe we could start throwing that. We should that figure it out. Yeah, that's I don't the know. Uh, the the Black Pearl. That's I think that's a famous ship that may have sank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, again, I I feel like maybe we're you know disrespecting the Kings. But unless you got anything else to say, Jordan, I'm pretty much done with this pretty much ten minute rant that we both taken apart on. I feel like this is almost like uh, taking peyote and just going on a journey together, ripping. No, you know what? Things. Let's let's make a point of not saying anything else uh, about until about the this. Kings show us something. We're not talking about them on this podcast. Yeah, Strictly we went no Kings. There's 29 teams in the NBA as far as we're concerned. Like, yeah, we, we went over time on some other teams. We do not need to, to waste our breath on these guys. Sorry. Sorry, Sacramento. Get in touch if you're really mad. Yeah. Uh, I won't respond, but. We're off the grid. Grid, 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 grid. <laughs> uh, but everybody, as always, thank you so, so much for tuning in again. Uh, you know, all the support we've been getting so far has been awesome. The downloads uh, have been unexpected. Uh, so, again, if you're listening uh, and you're you – Remember, rate and review, people. Rate and review, please. Five stars. Yes, of course. Follow us on uh, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And even Facebook. We will. And even Facebook, if you're into that. If you're, yeah, again, <laughs> one of our older listeners. Hello, Paul, again. Um uh and we will yeah we will be posting on tiktok soon we don't have anything yet except for a viral video of uh my nephew you can check out the big big dog ball talk uh tiktok account you'll 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 see that again it's it's pretty hilarious uh millions of people found it uh found it hilarious so it's not very um, funny well (laughs) that that's my opinion and, uh, and Atticus, uh, why don't you make I've, that a rant i've taken why don't you make that your next rant? your nephew to school on the basketball court and no <laughs> no shoes before jordan i'll do it again uh we will we'll have him on here say it to his face i will i have no problem I'm inviting him on i will say when he puts his hood up and he plays ping pong if anyone ever plays this Atticus kid in uh ping pong you better watch out that guy's got a hell of a serve uh but, <laughs> but you know again as we were saying guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for your support and as always as my friend jordan so. uh yeah i uh just take it take it one take it one day at a time so i can't i can't play that no 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 you idiot no you just take it one day at a time and i like as always if i have to explain it have to take it and apply it to yourself. Okay? What, what if somebody asks me, hey, just, you want to hang out on like the 5th of May? I'm like, oh, I can't even check because my friend George says I have to take it a day at a time. So we'll you should just take it a day at a time. Well, you don't know. You don't know. You take it a day at a time. You show up if, if you're free. If you're not, you know. What about the book off work? Look, you're working like, I'm, I'm at the, the wrong place. Don't you want to be able to do that, man?